Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Can you hear me well? Yeah. I like to be loud and clear. <laughs> but I can hear myself. It's good to be here. Beautiful people in the beautiful Aberdeen. So great to be together today. We do consider this a privilege to be together with you, our family in Aberdeen, and look together into the Word of God. Uh, thank you very much, Sunday, for doing such a beautiful thing, such a great job this morning in leading the meeting. Thank you very much for that. Uh, as you heard from Sandy, my name is Razvan. I am originally from Romania. I want to say hi to all the Romanians in the room, if there's anyone. Hello. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm together with my beautiful wife, Simona, here. Um, together with my beautiful wife, we are leading the church in Sterling, Destiny Church in Sterling. And uh, Michelle is here with us this morning as well from Sterling. She's part of the leadership team there. And it's good to have her with us as well. And um, it's, it's, it's a pleasure and a privilege, as I was saying. Uh, part of my responsibility within the church, I'm working as a connection pastor for the church. So if you are new attendant uh, to the church, you may often get a phone call from me. So it'll, it will be just to say hi to you. But it's, as I was saying, we are blessed to be here with you. I was trying to remember this morning, have I been to Aberdeen before or haven't I? But I haven't been. It was my brother that was here some time ago with a bunch of students, maybe about two years ago. I can't remember. But I, I never been here. Welcome to Abadi. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Thank you, Kenny. It's so good to see Pastor Teresa and Kenny here as well. Friends of ours from Glasgow. It's, it's, it's a joy. Today we're going to spend our time looking into the Word of God. And I strongly believe God wants to speak to each and every one of us. I strongly believe God has a word for you today. We're going to unpack and to look into the, the teaching series that we started, Faith, Daring Faith. And we're going to be looking at the part two today. And I believe as we're looking into the word, God has a word specific for you. In the journey that we are going through, we need a word from God in order to overcome the challenges that we are facing. Because life is not easy. How many of you have ever encountered challenges in your life? We've all been going through challenges and so many challenges. And man, if God is not with us, wow. But the beautiful thing is that God is with us. He is for us. And if he's for us, who can be against us? There's no challenge that can stand before our God. And with God, all things are possible. But we need to exercise the faith in our heart to see every situation that we are going through resolved, to see God coming through. So that's why it's important. This subject that we are looking at, faith, is hugely important for us as believers because it's just like a practical key that unlocks the doors that we are facing, the challenges that we are going through. So we're going to look into the word today, but before I just want to say something. <laughs> it says that a country preacher decided to skip church on a Sunday morning and spend the day hiking in the wilderness. Now we're not skipping church on a Sunday morning, aren't we? We're always in church. But it says that this country preacher decided to skip church and spend the day hiking in the wilderness. At some point in the day, he gets face to face to a huge bear. So he gets scared and fell down the hill. And as he goes down the hill, he hurts his back and his feet on a rock. Now the bear doesn't give up and the bear goes at him. So our preacher starts to pray. Lord, dear Lord, Lord, if you hear my prayer, if you hear the cry of my voice, please grant me only one wish. Make a Christian out of that bear that's coming at me. In that very moment, the bear goes to a side, fell on his knees, put his paws together and start praying. Dear God, 
please bless this food that I am about to receive today. <laughs> Believing the joke aside, we're about actually to get some spiritual food in this place today. And before we are feasting into the word today, I think it would be good to follow the bear's lead and pray together. Let's pray before we get into the word. Father, I just want to say thank you that we can be here today. I want to say thank you that you gave us the strength to wake up from our beds and walk and come to be together as a family. I pray as we are looking into your word, Father, our minds will be open and our hearts will be open to receive. I pray that as we look into your word, you will speak to every one of us. I am praying, Father, that your Holy Spirit speaks through me, and I pray that you enable me to articulate every word in such a way, Father, that touches every life here, including mine. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying, speak to us. Open our minds. Open our hearts. We want to receive it. And Father, not just to receive it, not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. As we hear and as we look at these practical things, help us and enable us to apply them in our lives so we walk into everything you have in store for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We're looking at faith. Daring faith part two. And heading that I want to share under today is expecting the best. Expecting the best for your life. And I want to start with the question, what do you expect to see in your life? What do you expect? Do you expect to see God coming through in every situation that you're facing? Or where does your expectation stays? Where is your expectation for your personal life? You see, I'm often talking to my dad and whenever I'm talking to him, you just hear him Oh, I'm so old, I'm going to die soon. Oh, I'm so old, I'm dealing with this now. Oh, I'm so old, and such and such and such, so many things. But you know, if our expectations are at that level that whatever negative is will come our way, that every challenge that we are facing will be the end of our lives, and that's what our expectation is, that's where the expectation lies in our lives, actually that's not the place where God wants us to be. And we are going to look today into the word of God to see how faith enables us to have the correct expectation according to God's view for our life. But before we do that, I just want to say a few things about faith. Do you know that God calls your faith precious? Your faith is precious. And I want to read the verse to you. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 says this. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ... To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Last week we were looking and we discovered that faith is a gift from God. But God sees this gift precious for us. It's a precious gift because when we use it, when we apply it, we can walk into what God has in store for us. We can overcome the challenges that we are facing. And as we are going to unpack this word today, we're going to get deeper into that. Another thing, do you know that the Bible calls your faith powerful? Your faith is powerful. I want to read another verse. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. This is the victory that has overcome the world. What is in this world? What are we facing in this world? We're facing challenges. We're facing problems. We're facing tribulations. We're facing pains and suffering. But this is the victory. This is the power that enables us to overcome the world, our faith. Your faith is 
powerful and God wants you to use it. But do you know that your faith is pleasing? That's how Bible describes it. Hebrew 11 verse 6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what that means? See, in my growing up, in my understanding, I always thought that my actions make me pleasant before God. I always thought, if I'm going to do good, God will see me as a good person. And often you find this person that you are talking to and you hear them, I haven't killed anyone. I'm not arguing with anyone. I'm not stealing. I'm giving money to the church. Maybe I'm helping the orphans. I'm doing that and that and that. I'm a good person. God must be pleased with me. But you see, the Bible puts this in a totally different way than the way we see it and says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But what kind of faith? Is it about faith in a religion? Is it faith in Christianity? That's what gets us saved. That's what gets us actually overcoming the challenges. That's what makes us pleasing God. There's no faith in a religion, but it's faith in Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead, we are saved. That faith makes us pleasant before God. Our faith in Jesus Christ. No our faith in a religion. No our faith in the government. No our faith in our favorite football team. No our faith in our own ability. But it's faith in Jesus. That's what makes us pleasant before God. And I was saying, as we are looking into this, we will understand why do we talk about faith as precious, powerful, and pleasing. Faith is precious, so we should highly value it. Faith is powerful, we should use it. And faith is pleasing to God, so we should always be found living by it, by faith. But you see, faith, it's not only a system of beliefs. Faith is not only, this is my faith, I believe in this, the Ten Commandments. That's not all about faith. But what is faith? Faith is more than that. Faith is actually like a supernatural power like a supernatural law of God, that when we apply it in our life, we start to see and to take ground in our journey. But you see, it's not enough just to have faith, to be given that faith by God. It's not enough just to own it, but we need to use it, and we need to grow it. Last week, we were looking, and we found out that faith, it is just like a muscle that can be grown. We can grow our faith, and faith is growing by its constant use. As much as you use it, as much as you are growing in it. And Using and growing our faith means that tomorrow will be bigger than today. It means that when we, when, when, when we move in faith, it means that our expectation in our heart is that Jesus will come through for us in the challenges that we are facing. When we move in faith, it means that we are moving in the promises that Jesus made for us. And one of those promises, Jesus said that greater things shall you do if you believe. Greater things shall you do if you believe. So faith is precious, powerful, and pleasing because now we're going to look at a few practical things because it creates the correct daily expectations in our lives, in our heart. And I was asking you, what do you expect from your life? What do you expect to see happening in your life? You see, when we engage faith, faith creates the correct daily expectations. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this. And we read it this morning. Thank you very much, Michelle, for reading it. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
Faith helps us constantly expect that God can turn the situation that we are facing around for us. Faith enables us to believe and to stand in that place expecting that whatever challenge we are facing today, God will bring out the good from it. You see, you may face challenges maybe in your finances today. Faith is what enables you to believe. I know I'm facing these challenges right now, but I know my God shall supply all my needs, just as, just as Sandy was saying this morning. My God shall supply all my needs. Faith, it's that power that enables us to keep believing. And people may face challenges in their marriages, in their relationship. You see, faith is, again, that power gives you, gives you that power to believe that God can turn even that situation in your relationship around. That situation in your maybe marriage relationship. Maybe, maybe, you, are, maybe you are looking for a partner, but God, faith is what keeps you even believing. God has the right person for me. God has the right person for me, and he's coming my way. God is bringing it. Why? Because the Bible says that, the Bible says that God won't withheld any good thing from his beloved. And let me tell you, you are God's beloved one. And God said it is not a good thing for man to be alone. So God prepared a partner. So even in that way, we can exercise faith for God to bring the right person our way. And then you may face, you may face challenges in your health. That's something that we're dealing with as human beings working in, walking in this body. Often we are having health issues. But faith is again the power that helps us believe what the word says even in those moments. By Jesus' stripes I am healed. He paid on that cross for my healing. He paid on that cross for every sickness that I may deal with just now. He paid for it so I believe he will heal me. You see, I believe an important thing we need to understand is that faith is positive. But faith is not equal to positive thinking. And I'm going to tell you why. Because positive thinking, it's all about me, my own ability. When you think positive, often when we think positive, we're thinking, oh, I'm going, to be, I'm, going to, I'm going to make a way out of it. I'm going to be able to overcome this challenge. I'm going to find a way to, to sort this thing out. We're just looking at what we can do. But faith is positive, as I was saying. But faith is about God's ability. It's not about my ability to sort something out. It's about his ability. So there's the difference. Faith is positive, but it's not us looking at our own ability, but is us looking at God's ability, which means that faith is the power that shifts something in our life from living on the heavenly and earthly resources into living on the heaven, from living at the earthly, earthly resources, worldly resources, into the heavenly resources based on God's currency, based on God's resources and not our own. But how will the faith expectation be outwork in our lives? How will they be? Faith expectation, and I want us to look into these because they are important practical steps. Faith expectation will always bring God into my situation. Do you remember the story from the Bible with David and Goliath? I think we all heard of it. Do you remember Goliath was this giant warrior, big and ugly maybe, I don't know, that was, <laughs> that was fighting in the Philistines' army. But he was so big that no one from the Israeli, uh, from, from the Israeli army wanted to fight against him. They were all afraid. But eventually, this teenager boy, a young man, says, no, I'm going to stand up against this giant. 
I'm going to stand up against this ugly man, and I'm going to show him that God is Lord, and he is my strength. And I'm going to, look, look at this. David had the right expectation in his heart, and we find in the Bible, what was David's expectation in the moment he faced this giant? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 46 says this. David went before this giant and says, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And I will strike you down. His expectation was not that I'm going to be there to be defeated, but I'm going to come here and I'm going to be the winner. Between the two of us, I'm going to walk out from here. You won't. He had that expectation in his heart that no matter how big the challenge was, my God will deliver you into my hands. I'm going to overcome this challenge. But you see, often we're thinking that in order to overcome our challenges, we need to come before God and pray, God, do you see what I'm dealing with? Do you see what I'm dealing with? We see, you see how big is this problem? But often, in order to overcome challenges, it's not a matter of us coming before God to tell him how great the challenge is, but it's actually us looking at the problem and say to the problem how great our God is and how powerful he is and how he can change every situation around for us. That's what faith does. It, faith is it's, it's, it's helping us to have the right expectation, but the way we outwork that is by bringing God into the situation that we are dealing with. So if you're dealing with a situation in your life, if you're dealing with, I don't know, as I was saying, maybe a sickness in your body, how do you bring God into that? Looking to the word of God and saying, I know I'm dealing with this right now, but my God paid already for me. Jesus paid it all, as we heard this morning. Jesus paid it all. I have been set free, and I owe nothing to the sin. I am free to walk in that healing that Jesus has for me. Second thing, what faith expectation does, faith increases my own potential and ability. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You see, every time when we find ourselves in maybe places that we've never been, if you, if you, if you relocate and you change countries, every time when you find yourself in a place like that, you feel uncomfortable. Anytime when we find ourselves maybe facing challenges that we never faced before, problems that we never faced before. Do you see, we have that feeling in our heart, oh, how am I going to go through this? How am I going to see this situation resolved now? But you see, when we engage God with our lives, we understand that we can do everything through him that strengthens us. That's what the word says. Faith expectation will call us to say, I know it's hard. I know it may be a challenging situation. But I know I'm going to come through through this. I know this is not the end of my journey. I know my God enables me and gives me the strength needed to move through this and to come out of it. Thirdly, and this I believe is a very important thing. Simona had a word, and, and she was praying actually for this this morning. Faith, expectation, deals with dark thoughts and depression. Maybe you are, hearing, maybe you are here this morning. Maybe you dealt with dark thoughts and, and depression and fear, and anxiety. Maybe that's something that you are battling. But you see, again, when we engage faith into that, the things are changing, and I'm going to tell you why. Mental health is a huge issue today in the reality that we are living. The other week, I, I, was, I, I met up a lady that joined our church, and I was talking to her, and uh, she was telling me, oh, I had mental issues in the past. My son had mental issue in the past, and my daughter has mental, had mental issue in the past. I was just thinking how common, how, how, how often this situation occurs nowadays. Because this is the reality. We may face challenges. We may battle depression. We may battle fear. We may battle anxiety. We may battle situations like that that affects our mental state and, and bring that spirit of fear in our lives that 
makes us see everything gray and expect nothing good in our lives. And you know what? David himself had a moment like that. He was facing moments when he was very low in situations like that, emotionally and mentally. But look what he did. He did one thing there. He did this. Psalm 27, verse 13 says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When we believe, when we have faith, when we engage faith with our life, we start believing and expecting, no, God will show me his goodness. God won't give up on me. Even if I'm facing this, God is for me. I am at the, maybe at the lowest moment in our life and I'm struggling with this depression, but I'm not going to despair. Why? Because God promised this and this and this for me. So, so, so you see, having faith expectation can often be the biggest key to turn the darkness in our lives and in our thoughts around. And then, another one. Faith expectation. Faith makes me a very effective believer. You see, we are called by God to be believers, but not just uh, believers, but believing believers. Not just anybody, but believing believers, effective in our faith. So that's why it's important for us not only to know stuff of the Word, but actually to do stuff with the word. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says this. this I'm going to read two verses. I'm going to read one now and then one just slightly after. Matthew 19, 26. With God, all things are possible. How many of you believe this verse? With God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God. And it's easy to believe that. God is the creator. He created everything out of nothing. But look another verse spoken by Jesus himself as well. So the first verse was spoken by Jesus. With God, all things are possible. But look at another verse spoken by Jesus. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. All things are possible to him who believes. All, he, all things are possible to him who believes. As Christians, we often find easy to believe, as I was saying, oh, with God, all things are possible. But when it comes to believe that all things are possible to him who believes, we're a bit skeptical. Oh, that's not going to happen for me. Yeah, I would love to dream about it, but I'm not really sure that will ever happen. But you see, God wants us to be those believing believers that understand the word and stand on the word. If God said all things are possible to him who believes, I'm going to engage faith in this situation to see it resolved. I'm going to involve faith in this situation, and I'm going to speak the word of God in my life. So I'm going to see the fruit out of using faith in it. Both of these verses spoken by Jesus, and God wants us to believe them both, not only one. All things are possible to God. But also all things are possible to us who believe because God is engaged with our life. Can you imagine a world where every believer will use their faith with expectation that all things are possible to him who believes? Can you imagine a world or a church, even our churches, we are part of Destiny Family. Can you imagine what an impact this church will have when every believer will understand that engaging faith means that all things are possible. Imagine the impact that the church of God can have in the communities, in the, in, in, in the government, in the world. All things are possible to him who believes. So faith creates the correct daily expectations in our life. But how can we build and walk in this expectation? To build expectation, we really need to 
spend time with God and in his word. We really need to prioritize the word of God in our lives. You see, many people choose to spend time with God in the morning. I don't know when you choose to spend time with God. You can do it whenever you can through the day. But I would really encourage you to try to prioritize spending time with God in the morning. Because that's what sets up the right expectation for you for the whole day. Look at David again. Psalm 5, verse 3. That's what David said. In the morning, Lord. In the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. You see, if we wake up in the morning and we go straight away on Facebook, that won't start, that won't set up the right expectation for the day, the godly way, the godly expectation for the day for us. That won't do that. If we check up the news, if we turn on the TV first thing, if we turn on the radio first thing, that won't set up the right expectations for the day for us. But when we wake up, if we start the day with God, and believe me, I experience this myself. I experience this myself. I'm often trapped in the situation of waking up, you know, stopping the alarm, and then, oh, there's a text message. Oh, there was something on WhatsApp. Oh, somebody contacted me on Facebook. Oh, and so on and so on. But actually, that's, that's not setting up the right expectation for our journey. Whenever I start the day with God, even though I'm thinking in my mind, oh, Okay, it's going to take me maybe one hour to read the word and pray and through the things I have to do. Maybe you are thinking, oh, I'm, going to, I'm just going to pray later on because I don't have time now. Do you know Martin Luther used to say, I have so much to do today that I need to pray at least seven hours. That's what he used to say. Because power, the prayer makes us more effective. Engaging God in the morning with our life is what makes us effective through the day. How else do I build expectation? Keep thinking on God's promises. You see, when you spend time in the word, as I was saying, when you prioritize the word and you read in the word of God, you will find God's promises. And when you find God's promises, if you keep thinking and meditating on them, that's what actually will make you, that's, that's what will build faith, expectation in your heart. Psalm 119 verse 95 says this. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. Though the challenges seem to arise so hard against me, though the problems, the daily problems seems to put me down, even though I feel like I'm, I'm overwhelmed by what I'm going through, I will keep quietly my mind upon your promises. In other words, I will keep meditating on that. I will prioritize in my mind to, 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 to meditate on what the word of God says in these challenges. Another verse, Psalm 119, verse 11, says, this is in the message version. I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart. The promises of God, which are so precious, we need to treasure them, treasuring them, looking at those promises, memorizing those promises, keeping them into our hearts. And meditating on them, even in the middle of the challenge, that's what brings that faith, builds that faith expectation in our heart for us to see and believe and expect that God will come through for us. Another point, how can we build faith expectation? Get around VIP people and avoid VNP people. I'm going to explain you what that means. But you see, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says this. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another at all times. First thing, we need to prioritize being together. We need to prioritize being together in the church, 
We need to prioritize being together in the right environment. We need to prioritize being together in growth groups and studying the Word of God. We need to prioritize fellowship with the people around us, the people God placed in our lives. So that's why we need to encourage us in this. Let us encourage one another all the more. But then it says, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. You see, what's VAP people? VAP people, I want to call them like that, very inspirational people. People that inspire you, people of faith that inspire you to move forward in your journey according to what God has in store for you. And then VNP people will be very negative people. Very negative people. All they see all day long is a disaster that will come against them. All they see all day long is the problem that they are facing and the problem that you are about to face. And all they see is the negative. But spending time with them, we may end up like being like them. We may end up expecting just the negative to happen in our life. So that's why I would better encourage you to spend time to VIP people, very inspirational people, those that inspire you from the Word of God to move forward, to give your best, to look into the Word of God and see His Word coming through in your life. And thirdly, our last point for today, um, how can we activate our faith? So we're saying that faith Using our faith, that's what creates the right expectations in our life. And we're looking at how can we do that. And then we were looking at how to build those expectations. And now how can we activate our faith? Faith is establishing our lives by the words we speak. Did you know that? Did you know that the words you speak are important? The words you speak over your life, the words you speak over your children are very important. The words you call your children are very important. Because faith, it says here, is established in our lives by the words we speak. The Bible says in one of the Proverbs that uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. You see, the words that come out of our mind, of our mouth, will frame the, the experience that we will have. You see, the Bible makes it clear that there's a direct connection between the words we speak and the words we believe. It says that from our heart, the words will come out. That's why it's important to find out what's in our heart and then to speak. That when we keep the word of God in our heart, as I was saying, I have kept your promises into the vault of my heart, was saying, was saying David in Psalm 119. When we kept the word of God in our heart, what we'll speak with our mouth will be what is here. There's a correlation, direct connection between heart and mouth. You see, when you're looking in Luke chapter 1, I just want to give you a brief, um, I don't know, to see a brief story, which I believe we all know. Do you know the Christmas story, how Jesus was born? In Luke chapter 1, when you're reading through that chapter, you find out that God sent an angel Gabriel to Mary and to tell her you're going to have a child and he's going to be called he's going to be known as the child the son of the most high and gave her details on how and, 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 and how it will be so the angel spoke to her her first response was how will be that possible because I have known 
I, I didn't know any man. I never slept with a man. How would be that possible? But the angel explained, and after he explained, after he tells her that the Spirit of God will shadow you, and that's what will happen, her response was, let it be done to me according to your word. Her response was in agreement to the word that she heard. The angel came with the word. Her response was, okay, let it be just like this word is saying. But you see, when you're looking at the same chapter, a few verses earlier, the same angel, angel Gabriel, was sent to Zachariah, who was one of the priests, who was ministering in the temple. He was married with uh, Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin. And the angel told him, you will have a child. And he was like, how do I believe this is true? This was his response. How do I believe this is true? And you can totally understand it. The man maybe was waiting for a long journey to see, to have a child, and nothing happened. He was waiting. The Bible says they were advancing age. So they were waiting a long time to see that happening, and it didn't happen. But his response is, how will I, how, how will I know this is true? In other words, how can, I, how can I still discern what is right and wrong when I believed for so long and nothing happened? How can I find the strength to believe? I don't know what to believe anymore. I was waiting too long to see this happening. But you see... Because his response was that, how will I know this is true? In other words, I cannot believe this is actually possible. Do you know what the angel did? Because the words are so powerful, the angel had to shut Zachariah's mouth for nine months until the child was born. So that the negative, his negative unbelief could not stop the birth of John the Baptist. You see, the words that we speak are very important because today's reality is determined by the words we spoke over our life yesterday. And tomorrow's reality is determined by the words we speak over our life today. There's a direct correlation on the words that we speak and the, the, the future that we are moving into. That's why it's important to, to, to be careful to what we speak, what we confess over our life. And you see, the word confession, maybe you heard it many times in the Word of God. Maybe you heard it many times preached. The word confession means to say, to say the same as. To say the same as. When we confess the Word of God about our life, it means that we say the same as the Word of God says about us. To say the same, to say the same as. I know I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but here's what the Word says. I am righteous. I am God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's what the word says, confessing the same as the Bible says. I want to encourage you, align the words that comes from your mouth with the words that comes from the word. But in order to do that, take the word into your heart. Learn it. Meditate on it. So when your heart is full with the word of God, your mouth will start speaking. And when your mouth starts speaking, that, those words will create the future that you are about to move into. Do you know that Jesus is called the high priest of our confession? That's what the Bible called him. Hebrew 3, chapter 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. You see... What we, what we read here is that Jesus is described as our high priest. In other words, he's our personal representative before God Almighty. In other words, he establishes our righteousness and our ability to come bold before the throne of God, to come with boldness and confidence. He's the one that makes our prayers effective as our high priest before God. He's the one who presents our needs before God, and he's the guarantor of the promises of God for us. 
But you see, this ministry, consider Jesus the high priest of our confession, this ministry is 100% co connected with our confession, the high priest of our confession. This ministry is strongly 100% connected. In other words, when we speak with our mouth the word that is in our heart, Jesus has to work with that word in our life. But when the word is not in our heart, when the word is not in our mouth, there's nothing for him to work with. If we want to see things moving forward in our lives, we need to keep the word in our heart and speak it over our lives. So that's what makes the things moving. In other words, we can limit or release his ministry in our lives by the words that we speak. I want to encourage you, let's make sure that the words that we are speaking are life-giving. Make sure that the, the words you are speaking are wholesome and true and line up, most importantly, line up with the word of God, with the word that you find in the Bible. And lastly, I know I said lastly 10 minutes ago, but this is the last point, I promise. How can I activate faith in my life is to set out to do something significant with my life. Set out to do something significant with your life. God created you for a purpose. You may look at your life and you may think, oh, I just ended up in this city. Or I just came here because I wanted a better life. I just ended up in this church because I visited and they were very welcoming and I stayed. But actually there's a purpose that God created you for. And we need to set our life to do something significant with it. William Carey, who was a powerful missionary years ago, he said this, everyone should expect great things from God and attempt great things with God. Everyone, each individual. You see, whilst we can teach on faith and talk on faith for years from now, it won't change, it won't move for an inch if we are not setting out to make decisions and to take actions on it. So we need to set our heart to do something significant with it and to activate faith with that. And I believe even here today you can activate your faith. You can activate your faith even here today by setting out your heart to do something. You see, for some of us, I don't know, maybe God placed on your heart a decision, maybe, maybe a desire to start a business. So maybe you are pondering, should I do it, shouldn't I? Should I do it, shouldn't I? And you, you know, when, when we set our hearts, I'm going to go for it. After we prayed and we understand this is from the Lord, set your heart, I'm going to go for it. Maybe for some, God placed on their heart to increase their giving. Do you know, that's another action of faith. If God placed that on your heart, set your heart to do it. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until the boat comes in the harbor so you are, okay, now it's fine. I set up the business. I have the enough money. Now I can give. Do you know, God is calling us to trust and to walk in faith. Take a step of faith even before you feel that you are physically secure or emotionally secure. Maybe God is encouraging you to take a step of faith in another area of your life. Or maybe to take, to take a step of faith in serving in the church. Maybe being part of a team. Set out your heart to do something significant with it, to play a part in the community that you are part of, in the church that you are part of, for in the family that you are part of, to do something significant. You see, faith is always outworked and actions. Do you know when Jesus called Peter to walk on, on the sea? If Peter would have been, yes, Lord, I'm coming, and Jesus was like, Peter, come to me. Yes, Lord, I'm coming. Peter, come to me. Yes, Lord, I'm coming, but never moving. He would never walk on water. 
But what did he have to do? He had to step out of the boat. He had to take an action. Peter, come to me. Okay, God, I'm coming now. I step out of the water. You know, faith is, we, we learn faith often in uncomfortable things in our life, in uncomfortable situations. Faith is not only learned in comfortable moments in our life. But stepping out, taking an action, even if we feel uncomfortable, even if we feel challenged, even if we feel like, I don't know how this is going to work out, stepping out in faith in that moment, making an action, setting our life to, to, to do something significant, that's what actually, again, activates faith in our life. You see, as I was saying, we learn faith in challenges. But those challenges are nothing more than just like a spiritual gym. That we are growing our faith. We are growing the muscle of our faith through it. And as we grow the muscle of our faith, we become bigger people. We become bigger people. Exactly, Donna. We become bigger people. But we become bigger people in our faith. We become bigger people maybe in our giving. We become maybe bigger people in our achievements with God. We become bigger people in the way that we are serving God. And in the way that we are reaching out. We become bigger people in our hearts when we use our faith. My encouragement is activate your faith and use it with great expectation that God's best is about to come in your life. God loves you. He has a purpose for you. And he wants to use you for the advancement of his kingdom. Pray with me. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Father God, I just want to thank you for your word that is true and that you are true to your word. And every word that is spoken is not falling to the ground without producing fruit. That's what your word says, Father. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters here, Father, that even now as we are speaking, faith is activated in their heart. Faith is activating in their heart. And Father, I am praying in the name of Jesus, even as we are staying here now and pray, Father, your word is touching lives in this place. Father, I am praying in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit moves amongst us and touches every heart and every life. God, you know the challenges that we are going through. You know the challenge that every individual in this place is going through. You know if they are facing challenges in their finances, in their relationships, in their health, in, 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 I don't know, Father, in their workplace. Maybe they are facing challenges even in their neighborhood. Whatever challenges they face, I'm just praying, Lord, that your word will have the last word in those situations. We know, Father, that faith is not denying the reality of the problem, but faith is not allowing the problem to have the last word in the situation that we are going through. So here am I praying. Will you touch every heart? Will you touch every life? Will you touch every child? Will you touch every adult? Will you touch, Father, every one of us, regardless of the nationality, the background, the age, and the stage in life? Let us, Father, walk in faith with you like never before. Let us, let us Father, believe great things with God, but also attempt great things with God together. Maybe you heard me saying today about faith. And that you can activate faith. And I was saying earlier that the faith that makes us pleasant before God is faith in Jesus and in Him alone. Knowing our good works, knowing our government, knowing nothing like that in Him alone. And as we put our faith in Him, the Bible says that we are saved. We are coming into that relationship with Him. And we are saying, Jesus, 
your sacrifice, what you paid at the cross, I want that to have an effect in my life as well. When we are doing that, we are received by him. Do you know there's only one moment when you see God the Father running in the Bible? And that's towards the prodigal son. That was the only moment when he ran. Our Father is with his arms open, wide open to receive each and every one of you. And if you never made a decision, I don't know where you are in your journey with God. But if you haven't put your faith yet in Jesus, I want to encourage you to do that now. I want to encourage you to take a moment to put your faith in Jesus, to activate your faith in him in your life so you can walk into his best for you. And if you want to do that, I just want to encourage you to do one thing, just to raise your hand for a second so I can see it, and then I'll pray and extend my faith with you for it. If you want to do that, I just want to encourage you, lift up your hand for a second, and then we're praying together with you. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters that they already put their faith in you and they already walk with you and they already activated their faith. They already said, Jesus, we are yours. And I'm just praying, Father, will you bless them abundantly? Will you align their steps with, with, with the plans that you have in store for them? Will you align their words with the word from your, from, from your word, Father, from, from the Bible, so that they can create, Father, in their life that preferred future, that, that, that they can walk into the plans you have for them. In the name of Jesus, bless them abundantly. Keep them strong, Father. Let them be fruitful in this city. Let them be fruitful in their neighborhood, in their family, Father, in their, in their, in their university and in their workplace. Wherever they are, let them be fruitful. In your name I pray. Help them, Father, to engage you and bring you into every situation that they are facing. So in that way, they can overcome every situation that they may go through. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.